Welcome to Tib Talks, a not-so-average Gen Z perspective on all things life. Every week, we sit and have conversations about any and all things that happen during life's many seasons. I'm your host, Lexi, and on today's episode, I am joined by my friend, Jimena Idrovo. Now, just because Hispanic Heritage Month is over, I don't think that means we should stop celebrating Hispanic heritage, and I also don't think it means that I should stop sharing the stories of these incredible Hispanic men and women that I know. So, for today's episode, Jimena and I are going to talk about why she chose to major in STEM, how she wants to use her major to help her community, and a little bit about Ecuadorian culture and food. But, before we get into all that, roll the theme song. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. If you've never heard my voice before, hey, what's up? Hello, I'm Lexi, and if you have heard me before, thank you so much for coming and talking to me today. So guys, for today's podcast episode, I have a very special guest. I have my friend, Jimena Idromo. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. All good. (laughs) Are you nervous? I'm so nervous. (laughs) No, don't be nervous. I'm good though. I'm good. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. So Jimena and I met through school, right? Because we were in the same class. I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it was the, how did we, oh, you know what it was? I remember. Jimena and I met in class, but we had to do a project together. Right. And I think, I don't remember, I don't remember if I, like, DM'd you on Zoom, or if I found your Instagram, or so, I think I, so, I think it was Zoom. Yeah, so, how we met was kind of like, you know, typical Zoom, um, Zoom University days. A lot of, yeah, like, <laughs> A lot of what we do in class is, like, discuss and, like, have conversations between each other. So, I remember me and Lexi got put into a breakout room. Oh! And we had to discuss about, like, one of the questions. Like, what do you think of the reading this week? Yeah. (laughs) It was funny because, like, we never, like, really answered the question. We kind of just talked. Yeah. We were like, so what do you like to do? Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Um... So we just, we just connected so quickly, like... Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just because that, you know, we just... That lack of social life that we were sure. we were experiencing at the time because yeah. it's like everything's on zoom like first year of college like mm-hmm. what's going on like seriously <laughs> so we're all like are you okay yeah <laughs> so um yeah and then like our professor mentioned like the, the final project and, right like we're she said that we could pick our partners or like she just put us in random groups mm-hmm. and I, and I was like i don't want to be the random person yeah off and i think that was like the time where we kind of like you know, like, follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Add me on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's how we kind of stayed connected, like, all the way through the end of the right. semester. And then we did that big project together. And we got to see each other in person a lot, which was... That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's how me and Humana met. And then we became friends. And then we found out... I saw you... I just ran into you in the summer... And you're like, oh, I'm living on campus. I was like, oh, me too. Like, where are you living? And then we found out we lived in the same building and we lived a floor apart. And now we hang out. We go to stuff together and we hang out in each other's dorms and mm-hmm. we eat food a lot. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> so, wanted to talk to you today because obviously you are a you're a woman of you're a lot of things. You're a woman of color. <laughs> you're a woman in STEM. Like, you're a lot of really cool things. So I wanted to kind of like sit down have a conversation with you, just kind of talk a little bit. So, you are Latin American. Mm-hmm. What is your ethnicity? Yeah, so my parents are from Ecuador. 
Um, my dad is from Cuenca, and it's kind of like the colder area of Ecuador. And then my mom is from Yungia, which is like more um, in the equator, so it's like a hotter, hotter area. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, my parents, they... At a young age, they moved to Minnesota, and they met here, actually. Like, they met, they didn't meet in Ecuador, but they met here um, just because when they arrived here, they had a lot of, like, you know, like, people already, like, that they knew of here. So um, my mom had, like, a couple aunts here and uncles, and then my dad, he had his brothers, like, his one, like one of his older brothers already here. You know, my mom being, like... 17 18 um, oh they were young they're really young okay um they're they probably when they got here i think my dad was like already in his 20s i want to say but my mom was like super young she was still in her like teens okay but um as i remember like my mom you know she immediately got two jobs like i said like she um she had a lot of people to support her here like family wise so it kind of like that's how they kind of connected because you know like when you know people like you know you like when you know people like they're from Ecuador and they like come here to Minnesota like um that's kind of like where my mom she was a part of that community so that's kind of how she met my dad so they met and like I feel like they just rushed everything (laughs) like you know just how you see relationships now like Mm -hmm. you know there's that talking stage there's that you know but the way they I know relationships (laughs) are like viewed so differently now but like when they are telling me their story it was like super good like they said they got like first they had my sister then they got married and this and this and that and like Mm -hmm. they lived started living together and I guess their life was like just working and like getting their money their own money and Mm -hmm. from there teaching themselves how to live you know like how to survive and one of the main reasons, one of their goals, you know, for, you know, the future, for their future, is to make sure their kids, you know, had every, everything they, you know, they need and could mm-hmm. ever have. Question. Are you first gen? Are you and your sisters first gens? Yes. So me okay. and my sister are first gens. Um, my sister, she studied political science. Um, so she was in, like that route and then when I was looking into you know what I want to study mm-hmm. that was none of my interest so yeah. I was like no yeah. <laughs> um because you're in STEM you're a bio major I'm right? a bio major and okay. um I chose bio because while I was doing my research um I wanted to well my first my first like what I want to do was uh go to dental school okay so I was doing my research for that. Like I was just like, okay, what are the steps I need to take to, um, you know, for dental school? Mm-hmm. And obviously it was, you know, studying all those sciences and um, majoring sure. in, you know, science. So one of it was biology. And um, I remember studying in high school and I was like, I loved it. Like mm-hmm. I loved um, learning and just doing the labs and all that in high school for biology. So I was like, this is... I feel like this is a route for me, like, for college. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot of people are just like, oh, like, how come you didn't want to, like, study what your Erica studied? And my mm-hmm. sister, like, I was like, no. I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I know it's crazy, like, Medfield, like. Uh. <laughs> no, but I think it's, I think it's good, and I think it's important, and I feel like, <laughs> I feel like more that I'm talking to you, I feel like I'm 
finding more women of color who want to be in STEM. And I think that that's a good thing because like yeah. it's a very male-dominated industry and a very white-dominated industry, mm-hmm. you know? And that's one of the reasons why I went into it, but it, it, it was also like... One of the main reasons was, you know, creating that change and making mm-hmm. that change. But it was also because it was it sparked an interest since I was a little kid. Like, um, the U of M, wa- the U of M was a place where I would get like my cleanings and my mm-hmm. checkups for dental okay. for low income families. So it was a it was a clinic where my parents um, would take me and my sister because. Um, you know, like, people working on my teeth were students, like, dental right. students from the U of M. Mm-hmm. So every time I would go, like, 10-year-old Jimena, like, <laughs> yeah. sitting in these big chairs like, at, the, like this. at the dentist, <laughs> um, you know, every time it was someone different. So okay. it was either, like, a second-year student, dental student, mm-hmm. or a third-year dental student. And every time, I was just so curious. I was, like, asking them every time, like, what are they going to do to me? And how are they going to do it? And who taught you how to do that? Like, yeah. how did you learn how to do that? So it was always, like, these little conversations with them and, like, just seeing them, like, work on my teeth and seeing them, like, work on the tools and this and that. Like, it sparked that interest. And okay. it created, like, it's always just been an interest for me. Like, I want to be a dentist in yeah. the future. Like, that's, that's, that's what I want to do in the future. And I feel like my biggest motivation is just my parents because seeing them, like, being so hardworking, like, ever, like you know, for so long, like, for years, seeing that and also just seeing, like, just the, the barriers that the med field in the dental, in like, in a dental field, mm-hmm. like, seeing their, like, challenges um, for Hispanic families... I want to become a dentist because I want to be a doc. Is it? It's so. <laughs> it was fine. Sorry, guys. There's like, I don't know if the garbage truck came or if they decided to do construction. But like, oh I no! Can't I really hope it's not but before it's like every three seconds. I always like. I wonder which side. Of I don't know. Racist. I don't even know. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, make parents proud. No, it's just like um. The challenges that a lot of Hispanics face in, like, the medical field is not finding, you know, um, someone who speaks Spanish. Um, okay. So it's, like, they, it's, so they struggle to kind of, like, you know, explain what they're feeling, explain what their, what their problem is, um, you know, medically. And, mm. you know, and so it's, like... Just the barrier. Like just the language that, that language barrier. Yeah. So... You know, I would see that a lot with my parents when they would take me to my checkups and my appointments and, you know, like, just having that in mind um, and doing my research for, like, the med field, I was like, that's one of, that's what I see myself, like, 10 years, like, being a person that can, you know, like, you know, being that advocate and not having someone go through that because they have, you know, someone they can explain their explain their situation too so that is also one of the reasons why like inspires me to um you know continue in the med field and become you know eventually a dentist or um a dental hygienist i don't know yet but it's just like um that's just like my inspiration you know for sure so you're ecuadorian as you said what is your favorite like 
Ecuadorian, either like holiday, tradition, like some, like what is one thing about your culture that you just love, that you either love celebrating with your family, that you love sharing with people, just like what's like a big part of your culture that you love? <sighs> okay. Specifically Ecuadorian. Like not just like Latin American, <laughs> like specifically Ecuadorian. Um, man, I just love that we love to party and like we like to celebrate. I just love that um, about my community. Um, so when I moved to Columbia Heights, um, Columbia Heights is a has a very big Ecuadorian community. Okay. Um, and there was this one year where they did the festival for independence. Um, and they just like they rented out like this whole parking lot. And they just did, like, they had the music, they had the food, they have everything um, to celebrate, you know, the culture and independence and all that. Um, one thing that <laughs> a lot of my Ecuadorian, like, friends, they're kind of like, they laugh at me about because it's like, I just love the, the Ecuadorian music, like, the cultural music, okay. like, the the deep like indigenous music like okay. I love that and I love listening to it and I love dancing to it and like my cousins are just like cause my cousins are like different like they're already like different generation like mm -hmm. they be listening to Taylor Swift and like you know like all that right <laughs> like um so it's like when they you know they see me listening to the music and I'm just like vibing to it they're just like okay Jimena yeah <laughs> and I'm like I'm like, why don't you not love this? Like, I love it. Like, I love seeing people dance, the the cultural music. I love it. And um, so, yeah, every year, like, I just look forward to that, to that festival, to the, to that celebration, because mm -hmm. that's just a time where, you know, we not only gather as a community, but we also, you know, we taste our foods and we taste our drinks and we taste our, our candy and, and, um, you know, see our dance, like, see, you know, people dancing and all that, and, um, and I would say that's, like, <laughs> that's what I look forward to every year, um, food-wise, though, <laughs> yeah, so Central Avenue, like, in Minneapolis, um, so they have Chimborazo, mm -hmm. which you've tried already, mm -hmm. um, and then they also have La Colonia, um, which would 10 10 recommend go eat there um, it's my friend's like family owned business mm -hmm. so so you've tried seco de pollo mm -hmm. which is like a really that's a main um, okay. tr like cultural uh, plate um, so but what you really want to try now next is <laughs> the guinea pig <laughs> guinea pig yeah. so yeah so one of the plates is the main the main plate is cuy con papas con mote, con arroz, like, that's the main plate. Okay. Um, and a lot of our friends are like, why can't you just, you know, why can't you just eat that, like, here? Because a lot of restaurants, like, they don't really serve it here in America just because, like, you're not going to get that fresh, <laughs> you're not going to get that fresh guinea pig, okay? Yeah. Like, literally, like, I had this one dude in high school, like, ugh, some dude, I don't know, I don't know. He was like, why can't you just go to Peco and grab him? <gasps> yeah. I was like, I'm like up here like talking to him about, you know, my traditional foods and this and that. He's like, why can't you just go to Peco and oh my grab God. a hamster and or a guinea pig and 
eat oh that. And gosh. I was like, that was like my first ever like, what do I say to him? Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell him. Wow. Because I'm not going to go all cray cray on him about it. But, you know, like, that's the thing about like our cultural like foods for like guinea pig because a lot of people make fun like guinea pig like that's weird Mm -hmm. you know but um they just don't know that it's like guinea pig is like our land animal like Mm, it's something you know like you know how like many different like countries have like their land animal which is a cow or you know like that's our land animal you know yeah it's um, your, it's like, it's a cultural thing. It's, it's a not cultural like thing. we just eat animals because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like when he said like that, I was like, because he probably meant it like that. But it's like, no, like we don't eat that every day because it's like when we do it, we do it in the, like we're like celebrating our culture at that point. It, it isn't just because we want to eat it and all this yeah. and that. It's like we're doing it because it brings us together. And, um, is it more of a like dish that you eat on like very special occasions? Okay. Yes, it is. Um, and it's all and it's always in like the events that um, when we celebrate like our independence or it's like when we okay. celebrate. It's like that's like the big stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, what we do is um, we eat every time I go visit my grandparents or if someone goes visits like Ecuador, they eat it. You know, on the last day they're leaving because it's like. A goodbye and it's also like okay. a last little like meal before you leave back to you know America mm-hmm. and um, one of the things you know it's because you know a lot of my aunts and uncles like they can't really go back to Ecuador um, my grandparents what they do is you know they kill more of their guinea pigs and like prep them I guess <laughs> to send to America but yeah like but other than that like our other like culture dishes you know it's not always like meat mm-hmm. it's always the mote which is the type of corn okay. mixed with like egg um i don't know if you tr- is it i don't mo- think it's called mote tried. bio okay so good or plantain i did have plantains when we went to chimborazo yeah that plantain is like a big like little side thing that they put on like rice or you can eat it with cheese it's like a little like dessert not really dessert but it's like um like a sweet a sweet meal to have with like some coffee or like okay. hot chocolate or something like that but um yeah it's just like those little things that like bring bring in my traditions yeah. my Ecuadorian traditions mm-hmm. but um so I'm like curious, I said is we need to go over to your house oh yeah it's for sure <laughs> and it's crazy because my mom like she's always like telling me like watch me when I cook She's like, watch me when I cook these dishes. I want you to learn. I want you to... Like, they want me to continue that. The tradition. Like, the tradition. They want me to continue it. Yeah. Um, and I love that both my parents cook. My dad, he's a chef, like, in general. So, he loves yes, to cook. I remember that. <laughs> Why are we never eating at your house? <laughs> so, my parents are always cooking up in the, ca- in the house. So, it's like... My mom is always telling me, like, watch me when I do, when I cook this mm-hmm. and I cook that. I'm like, okay. Like, and I'm always like down like I just recently like did Seco de Pollo like mm-hmm. here in my apartment and I sent a picture to my mom and mom was like she's so happy and everything but um but it's just like little things like that like that I I see like I continue like my traditions like that yeah um and yeah <laughs> I love that 
Okay, last and final question. What is something that you want people to take away or, like, that you want people to learn either from your story that you shared, from Hispanic Heritage Month? Like, what's something that you want people to learn or just, like, know or take away from all the things we've talked about today? I'd say no one should ever feel scared or also pressured as well. Um, I believe that everyone deserves to... Know, gain that knowledge of other people's traditions and cultures so I'm always up to sharing my traditions and cultures with others that, are, that aren't Hispanic mm-hmm. um, and I just feel like everyone should do that that are Hispanic like share them and you know teach them to others um, uh, <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people, like, they don't think I'm Ecuadorian. They're always, like, when they hear me speak English, they're, like, you're American. Or, like, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, no. <laughs> I'm, like, I speak Spanish. And, then yeah. they're, and they're, like, oh, so you're Mexican. No. That's, I feel like people are, like... Everyone, I feel like that's the only country <laughs> people know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm, like, no, I'm Ecuadorian. They're, like, oh. Where's that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teach me. Yeah, I'll teach you. Teach them about about your Ecuador. Teach them about your cult, your traditions mm-hmm. and your cultures. Like, um, it's just little things like that that um, I feel like everyone shouldn't feel like scared to mm-hmm. to share to others. And you know, because you know, being born and raised in America, they feel like they feel pressured to be more American knowing that they have Mexican parents or they have Ecuadorian parents, like, um, no, because it's just, like, it all comes down to, like, your community, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've came to realize that um, I shouldn't be scared to, like, show my traditions and, you know, my Ecuadorian culture to others. Um, And I came to grow to not be scared to speak Spanish outside of my house, like... Um, but yeah, like, if I want someone to, you know, take something out of this, it's just, uh, it's just, like, just don't be scared. Like, don't ever feel like you're gonna get, like, offended or looked at differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the day, like, you, everyone feels, everyone deserves the opportunity to, you know, teach others. Mm -hmm. Uh, about their values and about how they see their culture and how they see their Hispanic roots. So, yeah. So, you know, being Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. Um, I just want everyone to share their cultures and their traditions to others that, you know, that may, that, aren't, that aren't or are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and just teach them about your history, mm-hmm. you know, where you come from, where your parents come from. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, Jimena, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and just sitting and talking with me and sharing your story, sharing your culture. I'm very much looking forward to coming over and eating. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Always welcome. Thank you. But no, seriously, uh, thank you so much for being here. I feel like I learned a lot. Hopefully, all of you guys listening learned a lot as well. Um, but yeah, 
all that being said, that is it for this week's episode. So again, thank you so much to Jimena for being on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I really, really hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, make sure to come back next weekend for another episode. And don't forget that Tip Talks has social media so you can interact all week long. And Jimena also has social media. I'll leave all her stuff in the little description. Um, but yeah, I hope that you guys have a great weekend, a great week, and I will see you back here next weekend for another episode of Tim Talks.